Hello, everyone. We're just giving it a few minutes while everyone gets on. It is 7.59. We are live tonight on Riverside, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok. All right, eight o'clock. So I'm going to go ahead and, of course, kick off our evening. Welcome, welcome, season two, episode one. <laughs> Yang Yang the two. podcast. <laughs> you be on season two season now. Two. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and play our disclosure so that we can make sure that everyone understands the rules. Those people on TikTok, just so you know, you will not hear this disclosure because it is played directly into our studio. So you will not be able to hear it, more or less, it is just stating that this is an opinion-based podcast and we're not liable for your opinions. All right, so it seems like maybe our disclosure doesn't want to play. So with that being said, let me just break it down. Yang Yang the podcast is an opinion-based podcast. Therefore, nothing that we are saying to you is complete fact, meaning they are complete opinions. We do not, we're not scientists. We have done no research. We are talking to you about things that we have researched um, and, and providing the knowledge back to you, how we view it. So. Should you have any questions or should anything we've said be wrong, I need you to understand that that is something that you have to research on your own. We are not professionals. Thank you. All right. Hopefully it does, our disclosure doesn't decide to randomly play in the middle of our podcast this evening. However, we're going to go ahead and start it. So with that being said, tonight's podcast is the introduction to Mental Health Saturdays, which will be the first Saturday of every month for our lives. So for anyone that has forgotten or has missed this live because of the change in time, Ying Yang, the podcast used to be on at 11 p.m. live every Saturday, and we have moved that now to 8 p.m. on Saturdays. So you can meet us here. The first Saturday of every month is going to be sponsored by Yang's company, My Stable Mind. Yes. So go ahead for those people that are new to this, explain what My Stable Mind is to them. Okay, My Stable Mind is a company I created. Um, it was originally established back in 2021. Um, it's a company I established um, for coaching and pers- um, based on self-love and personal development. So I did um, earn a degree in coaching and mentoring, and that's what's them um, starting my own company um, to help others. Um, I want to give back, and I'm very passionate about mental health. I think, uh, you know, giving awareness is such an important um, subject for mental health. So the company just gears towards um, that personal development and self-love background to help others. Um, fall back in love with themselves. Awesome. See, and and for those of you that are just joining us or haven't heard this before, I know that we've kind of, we spent December kind of taking a break from TikTok. Um, you know, there are, Sheena has a lot of things in the works, a lot of mm. things. So it is very important to make sure that you get on and follow her pages. I want to push the fact that you need to jump on and follow her Facebook and TikTok for Coach Sheena Marie. And I am going to share it back into the Yin Yang, the podcast, but she has something called the self-love club. Anybody, not even anybody that struggles with any kind of mental illness, anyone who has ever had any doubt in themselves as a human, which is all of you, because none of us are perfect, need to jump in the self-love club. Um, it's a phenomenal program. Last year, she launched a free self-love challenge. It was multiple weeks long. It was so fun, y'all. It was one of the coolest things I had ever experienced. And I don't know much about those kinds of things um, because of who I am as a person, um, you know, <laughs> the the hippie in the mountains. So 
but it was an eye opener for me. It actually taught me more about myself than I never thought was true. But once you start digging and, and you do your affirmations and things like that, you start to figure out a lot about yourself that you didn't know. Um, and it was just, it was one of the best things I had ever experienced. So please make sure I will make sure that tonight, as soon as our podcast ends, I go ahead and share that self-love group that's called the self-love club. I will share that group into our Facebook page so that everyone yes. can access it. Yes. There's going to be a lot of things relaunching in the group. I'm going to be uh, dropping some really good information, some giveaways. It's going to ramp up pretty exciting this year. So make sure you're in the club. Um, so you get access to all of that wonderful information that I'm going to be giving y'all. Awesome. And also I want to put this out there and I'm putting it out there very loud, very proud. And I hope that Sheena's okay with this. But there are multiple ways to contact her. Yeah. Um, you can always send a message to Ying Ying the podcast and I will forward it over to her immediately if she's not on that, you know, that page at that moment to check it. Um, you can always email in if you need to too. Sheena's email is gonna be coach Sheena Marie at gmail.com. So if you go ahead and email there, you can also call her. The phone number to reach her is going to be 803-339-0341. You can call her at any time. Try not to make it 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. She, You know, she's human too. She has to take at least a little nap. Yeah, but you can text um, me too. That that number. Yeah, and that's what too. I was going to say. Yep. yep. <laughs> if, if it's in the middle of the night, text her. I promise she'll text you back when she gets up in the morning. That's what she is as a person. So... Um, those are the easiest ways to reach her, but again, her Facebook and TikTok, which I will go ahead and share into the group along with the self-love club after our podcast tonight are the best ways to make sure that you are in the know for what there is right. to know, especially with my stable mind. Right. And um, I put all of my updates on my coach Sheena Marie page. Um, so make sure you're following that page for the updates when things are going to be launching, when things are going to be jumping so you can have access to it and we'll be giving away theories um there's a lot of exciting things um starting this year it's going to be starting a learning center so you just make sure you follow those pages so you will be first to know um and then for those of you on tiktok coach sheena marie is right there you can just go add her Mm -hmm. right there click on her name add her that way you're able to follow her um so and then also for our studio audience right now on Riverside, we are live on TikTok, which is why you see the hand up to the camera and the head up to the camera sometimes. <laughs> right, or me looking. Um, yeah, so there's different there's different angles because TikTok is the one thing they won't let us live stream to, so we have to just go live on TikTok. Um, so um, it's right there. But let's go ahead and jump into our topic. Um, there is one other thing I wanted to say prior to the topic is we are doing sponsored podcasts this year. So what that means is the first Saturday of every month, our sponsored podcast will always be My Stable Mind. Every Saturday after that, we will be sponsored by a different company. Um, Some of those companies are paid. Some of those companies are not. But those companies and their products will always be brought up. Um, If they are not a paid sponsor, then there is something that they have offered to Ying Ying the podcast to help with the business. So I just want to make that clear that it is a monetization thing. Um, but I will never, we will never, and I will make sure that we never, and I only say that because <laughs> I'm in charge of PR, support a business that is negative just for the money. So you won't see us support, you know, any racist organizations, any political engagements, anything like that, because those are not the grounds that we stand on as people. So besides that, you know, feel free to reach out should you have any ideas for sponsorships. I currently have quite a few lined up, so we are good. But if you know anybody that's looking for a sponsor of some kind, even if it's just something where they want to come on and do a, a face-to-face interview, we welcome that. Just reach out to me um, at yingyangthepodcast.com. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and last, sorry, last thing. For those of you that don't know. Ying and me, Ying and me, Yang and me, <laughs> Ying and me, which is both me, right? yeah. me and me, <laughs> both of me's, 
and Sheena. Um, <laughs> we do Coffee with the Marie's on Saturday mornings, which is our current event podcast. Our current event podcast got moved to its own time just because of how popular it was and how many people wanted to see what was going on. So we do that every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Same exact places, except we don't do it on TikTok. TikTok friends, you're going to have to go find us on Facebook. Um, so with that being said, we are going to go ahead and move into tonight's topic. And tonight's topic is more or less the introduction to mental health awareness and why it's so important. Um, we did cover this last year. It was a really big hit across the board, which is, you know, not only kind of Yang's forte, Mm -hmm. but it's also, you know, one of those things that's near and dear to my heart. So um, when she decided that this is something she really wanted to do, I was completely on board. I love the fact that she wants to dig in and help more people and, and make more awareness for people. Um. So what we're going to do tonight is kind of talk a little bit about what to expect on the first Saturday of every month. And we're going to talk a little bit about statistics, um, fears, a little bit about both Yang and I's personal experiences with mental health. Um, On the first Saturday of each month, each month is going to be a conglomerate of information about a specific mental health disorder. For instance, depression, you know, Mm -hmm. at that point, we would give you the symptoms and signs that you can see within yourself or someone that you're close to. We would tell you the steps that it's going to take to diagnose. And we would also talk about support groups in the area for you if you are the one with the mental health issue or for you if you're the family member or close person to someone that has that disorder. There are support groups for both. Right. Um. And sorry, y'all. I my my dog is over here bothering me because she wants a cookie. Uh, I don't I want a know if too. any if anybody else has doggy cookies, but they really like them. They look like little like Oreos, but they're for dogs. They're peanut butter dog cookies. Um, but she knows that I have had this over here. I had it since earlier when I was trying to get her to sit. So she um she was coming over here moving my chair to get them. All right. So the one thing that I want to explain and stress to everyone is that neither Yang or I am licensed in psychology. It doesn't mean there's no education. It doesn't mean there's no training. It means that her and I are not licensed. So you cannot come to us to get a diagnosis. No. You cannot reach out to us to tell you, yes, you for sure have this. You can reach out to us and say, hey, I have all these symptoms. What should I do? And I can tell you that both her and I would refer you over to a mental health professional. Right. Um, another thing I really, really, really want to stress to people is there are so many people that don't get help for mental illnesses because they think that because they don't have the money that they can't get help. Y'all know therapy is not free, but you want to know what you can do. Every single county is required by law Mm -hmm. to have a mental health center. So you would just type in whatever your county's name is. For instance, I live in Raven County, Georgia. So I would type into Google Raven County Mental Health. And it would tell me who it is I'm supposed to call. When you call those people, it is a sliding scale information if you cannot pay. I went through mental health when I wasn't working. Like I went through therapy when I wasn't working for a very long period of time. Through most of my 20s because I was young and dumb and in and out of work. Um, Because of my mental health. Um. But I went and saw a therapist the entire time, got my a, a re-diagnosis and things like that for $8 a visit. And I don't care who you are, you can hustle up $8 a month. Um, so, and if you can't hustle up $8 a month and you really need that there, then you contact Ying Yang the podcast because I can hustle up $8 a month. 
Hopefully a million of you don't contact me at once. I'm not a millionaire, but I will reach out to the right person to make sure that you can get the help that you need in your county. All you have to do is open your mouth because if you want help, I want to help. Um, so I saw you just almost say something, Yang. Is there something that you wanted to add to that about the mental health facilities in your area? Yeah, no, you're spot on. There are um, county-based mental health that will help you even if you don't have the funding to seek help from um, other places. So, yeah, check with your local counties. There are help out there, and we will supply any information or help you research. If you reach out to us, um, we both will, you know, do some research to get you in touch with someone, a hotline number. So, yeah, you're spot on, Ying. Awesome. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't, because I didn't know, I didn't even know if I ever told you that. I know that I am, I always knew about those places. I just don't know. I don't know how else to tell people like mental health is serious, super serious, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So we're going to go ahead and move over to Yang. Um, we kind of both decided that we'll share a little bit about our personal experiences so that y'all know that we're not just stuck up people that <laughs> never have had a mental health issue and we're just, you know, have perfect lives or anything like that. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the ball over to Yang so she can tell you a little bit about her story first. All right. So, yes, I have um, battled with mental health over the years since early teenage with um, depression and anxiety, um, things that happened in my childhood led to um, other issues with, uh, I guess, emotional um, trauma, which also led to me to develop PTSD. Um, so I'm battling with that as well as, you know, uh, my anxiety, depression, PTSD. So um, that's my battle. I've started seeking help therapy really does help um so if you're on the fence about therapy just go and get it talk to someone um a therapist um is a good option it does help um to talk to people to get your mindset um there are also life coaches out there that help so yes all that's what drives me to start my stable mind is because I wanted to give back let people know that they're not the only ones out there that's battling a mental health condition because there are others out there there are help out there that we can um develop and help with so did you know that you had PTSD or was that diagnosed through therapy Oh uh, no, actually uh, I did not know I had PTSD. I would just have these attacks um and I would get there were attacks like um I would have these seizures almost like these seizure like attacks and I just didn't know what they were coming from. Um my last one I had this year actually um I was in the hospital getting some other uh surgeries done and I had an attack and then the doctor actually helped diagnose um, what was actually happening. And then I started seeing a specialist. Um, they confirmed it. And then I started seeing a therapist. And by this year, y'all, she means last year because we're only on oh, day yeah. six of this year. Yeah, we are on day six. I meant last year. It didn't happen in six days. So yeah, that's it. I'm still working well, on the transition. I was like concerned. I was like, oh my, I didn't even know this. Like it's only been six days into the year. She didn't tell me anything about this. But then when you said the surgeries and stuff, I was like, oh wait, no, this was last year. This was last yeah, year. Yeah, you know, my brain hasn't transitioned to the new year yet. You know, it usually doesn't catch out to the actual until about February. That you know what? I think that's for everybody because I definitely messed up every single piece of paper that I've written in the last week with a date on it. <laughs> I'm just like, nope, we're starting 2023 again because I didn't like <laughs> last year. So we're just going to replay it. Right. Um, <laughs> so in your experience, and I'm asking you this because, I mean, when you went through the teenage years of depression and stuff like that, was that ever diagnosed or you just knew? Um, Early on, like um, not my teenagers, by the time I was like 20. 1920. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of got a little bounce about it. I started going to the doctor because I started having like problems with my heart. Basically, um, I developed um, a heart condition where my heart beats too fast. Um, so I was seeing the doctor about that, and that kind of led to the diagnosis of anxiety. Um, and then through there, I started, you know, talking about where the anxiety was coming from, and that's how I knew I had like a case of the depression. She, Definitely knew the depression was there in my teenage years, just because of how depressed I was. I was suicidal. Um, my teenage years was really hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I knew that depression was there. Didn't know that all of that would lead to the PTSD, um, but I am learning. And now that I do know um, about that, I am a lot better with controlling those episodes. Okay. Well, and the reason I ask that is because, you know, a lot of people do go undiagnosed. A lot of people know, but they just, there's nothing they can do about it, especially as a teenager or as someone young, you know, mm-hmm. younger people don't know who to talk to. Um, and that's one of the hardest things that I've kind of seen happen is that people don't know what to say or do when they're that young going through something. So right. the fact that you were even able to know about the and and just so a lot of you know anxiety goes hand in hand with a lot of other things it can go hand in hand with depression it can go hand in hand with ptsd it can go hand in hand with bipolar disorder schizoaffective disorder you know there's multiple things that anxiety goes hand in hand with um so knowing that like so when you get diagnosed with anxiety it's one of those things where it's kind of like maybe you should wait to see what else you're going to be diagnosed with. Right. Um, Because as long as you continue to seek, you know, therapy or a mental health diagnosis, it will happen. Um, So I guess a little about my story. Um, I was diagnosed when I was 13 years old with borderline personality disorder. and social phobia. Mm-hmm. Let me start by saying borderline personality disorder does not mean that I have multiple personalities. That is a different disorder. Um, borderline personality disorder means that I am unable to regulate my emotions the same way that other people are. So I react in a completely different way to things that most people do. Um, that's not something I can control. There is no cure. There is no medicine. Um, they can help it some with anxiety medicine because anxiety medicine like zombifies your brain. Um, personal opinion, personal opinion. Um, <laughs> but anxiety medicine calms you down. So then you don't have to worry about regulating your emotions. Um, because you don't really have any, when you're on anxiety meds, it kind of levels you out. So you don't have the ups and downs really bad. Um, so that's the best they can do for borderline personality disorder. Um, there's a lot more to borderline personality disorder than I can explain to you. Um, I can tell you it's a really hard disorder to learn. And if you don't do the work to figure out your own triggers, um, or the therapy to deal with lingering situations in your head it can lead to a a really hard adulthood um I still to this day have borderline personality I'll never get rid of it it doesn't like go away um it's just Mm -hmm. part of who I am I'm just really good at dealing with my triggers and I'm really good at openly saying to someone hey you're crossing the line that I I need you you're triggering me um so you have to be very open about those kinds of things. Um, social phobia sounds like I'm afraid of people, but I'm not. Social phobia is actually the fear of embarrassment, um, which sounds really weird to say as I'm sitting live on a podcast with 100 <laughs> people to, you know, judge however I'm talking or things like that. But it's social phobia is the fear of embarrassment in situations you can't control. The podcast, Yang and I are controlling. So it's not like someone can jump in and start talking without our permission or someone can jump in and start attacking one of us. So we control the setting. So it works for me. 
Um, I'm very confident in situations that I can control, especially, especially with Yang. She kind of has this like, she kind of has this like balance for me. So it really helps me. Um, Social phobia, if you do not catch it young, you do not treat it, is what turns into agoraphobia as an adult. Um, What's that? Agoraphobia are the people that you see that are afraid to leave their homes. So agoraphobics will typically like work from home, never leave their house. Um, They'll have their groceries delivered. Um, A lot of people think they're just afraid of outside, but it's not. It's a fear of embarrassment if you do something that you can't control when you're outside. I can tell you that I spent a lot. I don't even want to say I. My sister spent a lot of her teenage years going shopping with me when I needed groceries and taking time to go places with me because if I went by myself and I felt at all like people were staring at me or embarrassed at all, I would break down and cry in the middle of the store. Um, But if I have someone to distract me as I'm doing those things, it's less likely to happen. But she spent a lot of her childhood holding my hand, walking me out of stores to sit in my car and cry and calm down so I could go back in and finish my grocery shopping or go back in and do what I needed to do. I've gotten a lot better over the years. Um, with those things but I do have days that I may wake up and just be like okay today is not a day where I can go somewhere and do something um so it's more or less a really strong anxiety disorder is the best way I can describe it to someone so those are our little stories right (laughs) um You know, and let me just start by saying there is typically something that happens in your childhood that leads to these things. If it is an anxiety disorder or PTSD or like BPD, which is the borderline personality disorder we just spoke about, um, BPD is a created mental disorder. It's not something I was born with. Something happened to me that created that. Same with PTSD. You don't just, you're not just, I was going to say you don't just get born with, but that, that was really bad English. Don't talk like that, guys. Um, you know, you're not just born with PTSD. Something happened to you to create the post-traumatic stress. You know, so one of the biggest things to remember is that depression, things like that, that's a chemical imbalance. You're born that way. You didn't create that. You know, but PTSD means something happened to you that created your disorder. BPD is something that happened to you that created your disorder. Anxiety, you're born with. You can't control that. You know, that's a mental imbalance in your brain, which is why they can prescribe you medicine to help with it. They can't give you a happy pill and make PTSD go away. You have to work with a therapist through a lot of different things and a lot of different deep channels to work on that. Um, It's not like Sheena's going to, Sheena, let me just pass you this this PTSD pill. You take it tonight and tomorrow you're going to be all better. She's got to put in the work. You know, that's how it works. Um, And I I, I just want to also say to those out you that are open about your mental health disorder, y'all are brave. Very, very. Y'all have courage. Yes. Because a lot of people aren't and a lot of people don't. And it's so shamed, especially in America, which is crazy to me. We have the most mental health disorders in this country and we provide the most shame to the people that have it. Absolutely ridiculous. It really Um, is. Sorry, y'all. My throat was getting dry. I need to shut up. I'm talking too much. I'm just kidding. It's a podcast. I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, she's supposed to do that. Because <laughs> if not, Yang's going to have to get her throat all dry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want to go over some to some statistics. Some statistics. Yes. And the reason I want to is because there's a lot of people out there that think, oh, You know, I'm going to give you the perfect example. I know personally multiple families that have told me the mental health disorders aren't real. That is a made up thing for the government to get money from you. 
anybody with an actual mental health disorder will look you dead in your face and tell you you're wrong. Because there's no way the whole world's brain is set up like mine. And I know that they're not. Um, And I honestly know that they're not because my significant other doesn't think anything like me. In fact, he's like the polar opposite. He's like the calmest (laughs) person I've ever met in my life. And I'm always on edge. I'm, I'm always waiting for something to happen. Um, so I know for sure it's not a made up thing. Um, but a lot of these statistics are going to talk about the sad truths behind America. All these statistics were pulled from a direct place and all of them are also listed on Ying Yang the podcast Facebook and Instagram page for you to see. So we're going to start with statistics of the mental health stigma. Around 60% of adults with a mental health illness do not receive care. 60%, y'all. 60%. That's a so lot. It is. That'd be like me and you talking right now and you saying that you've gone ahead and gotten some kind of treatment for your PTSD and me going, eh, nah, I'm good. And I can tell y'all now, I would never be good if it wasn't for the things I learned about myself really early. Um, Because I was diagnosed at 13. So it's not, I was diagnosed super early and I've been able to learn my triggers and deal with them. And I've been in and out of therapy my entire life. Um. And then the next one is a study of over 90,000 people worldwide found that the stigma of mental illness is one of the top reasons that they don't receive care. And that stigma, just so we're all aware, and I don't know if people know what a stigma is. Um, So that's what I kind of need to. There's a stigma around mental health that... Um, like, and there's actually campaigns about this, but more or less uh, persuading people to not get help. Like that if you open up and you're exposed to this world, that they're just going to get all the money they can out of you and nothing's going to change. Um, or that once you're labeled, you can't take that label back, you know, and I get not wanting to be labeled a statistic, but it is what it is. You know, you have to get the help if you need it because if you don't you're never going to get better you can't grow from something you're not willing to deal with um so that's the stigma around it so the fact that 90,000 people worldwide So a study of over 90,000 people worldwide found the stigma of mental health is the top reason that they don't receive care. So because other people said it's not good, you didn't get help. If other people told you that you weren't, um, if I said, gang, you're not black, would you believe me? No, I won't. I can look in the mirror and tell. (laughs) Right. So if you can look in the mirror and tell, if someone tells you you got depression, you know, that's not something you can look in the mirror and tell. But that is something that you know you need help for. If the doctor tells you you have cancer, are you going to tell them you don't want to take the medicine? If he says, hey, you have stage one cancer, You got to take this medicine to get rid of the cancer and live a long, productive life with your family. Are you going to take the medicine? Mm, That's a good question. I'm on the fence because, like, part of me want to be like, no, because most of that medicine is probably experimental. But then a part of me was like, yeah, because I don't want to live and be here for my son. So it's kind of hard. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, I'll at least give it a try. Right. So same with mental health, guys. At least try it. At least listen. You know, there's nothing that can come your way. And listen, there are therapists out there that can give you a wholesome 
you know, instead of taking meds, if you're that against the medicine, they can give you a holistic treatment. There are other ways that like, for instance, there's not a medicine for BPD. I went through years of of learning triggers and dealing with those triggers and figuring out different ways to combat those triggers to get the help that I needed because there's not a medicine for BPD. And let me just put this out there. I understand that a lot of people think that cancer meds are experimental. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, but they're, I've gone through cancer. Um, I, I beat and survived cancer. Um, and the meds aren't experimental. There's a lot more in the cancer world than there is in so many different places. Um, I really wish the the people that have created the medicines for cancer would create the cure, you know, like the the be all end all pill. I mean, they got they got the the vaccination for COVID. Why can't we get a cancer vaccination? Um, right. But you know, you know, they they the biggest thing is they won't make any money if we get a a cancer vaccination. So, um, they won't. And make I agree, no kind of money. And I, I completely agree with what Sheena said. You know, I I had to go through multiple different rounds of like at home chemo meds, um, which were not fun. Um, and then I've also had to have spots removed and things like that because my cancer was a skin based cancer. Um, so it's not a fun thing to go through at all. But I can tell you that it's really expensive, and insurance doesn't cover everything, no matter what you do. You can think all you want, but I definitely put myself in debt with cancer um, more than I put myself in debt with college. So, you know, just avoid it, I guess. Yeah. Can I say that to people? Am I allowed to say that out loud? I don't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I could have just gotten in trouble for that or not, but <laughs> we're going to just keep moving on and see what happens. Right. Um, <laughs> Hopefully YouTube doesn't flag us for that. Um, So moving on to the next statistic, I'm just pulling it back up. Um, 12.6% said that they didn't receive care because their neighbors or community might have a negative opinion about it. Mm. And listen, if you... And this isn't everyone, but if you are really religious or really deep inside of a church, I have heard, like, the older generation kind of speak down on it. So I get that. I definitely get it. Um, but, and I just want to put this out there, and this, again, is just an opinion. Um, if you're someone that believes in God, and you believe that he's the creator of everything, do you think that God didn't create the mental illnesses? You know, um, he created everybody different. You know, me and, me and Sheena don't look alike. We don't have the same thought process. We don't have the same hair. We don't have the same, you know, right. eyes. You know, why would we have the same brains? So, you know, if if your concern is religious beliefs, remember that God created you to be exactly who he wanted you to be. Um, you know, it doesn't mean you don't need help. It doesn't mean you don't. But it does mean that clearly it came from somewhere. And I don't want to hear the whole the devil created it thing. Because, yeah, that could be that could be okay. But then if that's the case, how do you combat the devil? You can't just combat it with God. God right. can't fix a, you know, uh, what is it? What are the, what are the levels in your brain called that are off? I can't remember to save my life. Um, it's not endorphins. It's, I'll come back to that because I'm going to remember the word at some point. But more or less, it doesn't, the chemical imbalance that's in your brain, is, if you think that that's created by the devil, there's not a way for God to fix it if it's in your brain. You have to take medicine to fix a chemical imbalance. So another 9% of those people said that they didn't want others to find out. They just didn't want other people to know. And that's a really big thing amongst a lot of communities, especially as men. You know, and, and it kills me that there are so many men that are afraid to speak out about mental health. 
disabilities um, really because is. of the stigma. Yeah. Because men are told you got to be tough. You got to do this. You got to do that. It is. Men have mental health problems too. You know, it's not just women. If it was just women, then it would be a woman's disorder. We would go to the gyno <laughs> for it. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, out of 222 individuals with mental illness over a two-year period, self-stigma correlates to a decrease in recovery. So that is explaining that someone may have find out find out that they have a disorder and 222 of the 90,000 individuals in that two-year period completely backed out because of what other people said. Mm. And that's sad. That means they backed out of helping themselves because of other people's opinions. Y'all, if other people's opinions are that important to you, you're living the wrong life, man. Really sorry. And it's it's sad. It's more than sad. Really, like I, I, I can't imagine. Like, and I don't want to say that because do I value other people's opinion? I do about my integrity. You know, I never want anyone to think that I'm a liar or I'm a a thief or I'm a murderer or that I'm not capable of the things that I do. You know, things like that. But I definitely don't care if you know about my mental health. And I don't care if you don't like my hair and I don't care if you don't like my makeup <laughs> or, or my little my little yin yang earrings I just got. They're so cute. See my little yin. Um I got you yin yang earrings? Yeah, girl, look. Yin yang. Oh, they're pretty. Thanks. Um so that's if you care about what someone else says, but that's the biggest problem that we have is a lot of the problems that we have in this country is the stigma against mental health. You know, so many people don't even believe it's real, which is, it's mind blowing to me. That's like saying the high school is not real. You went, you were there, you got a diploma. You got proof. (laughs) Right. And if, 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 it's not enough proof for you that you're going through it in your mind. I don't know what else to say to you. Right. <laughs> um, only 7% of people in our country think that it's possible to overcome mental illness. Really? That's that low? a really low. Yeah. Yes, that's I never a knew that really either. really low number. Until I posted the statistics the other day, I never knew that it was that low. That's sad, y'all. And I'm not saying you can recover from everything. You know, I already made it clear, like, BPD is something I'll have the rest of my life. I'm okay with that. But I can tell you that I definitely feel like I'm a stable individual. You know, I don't I don't have the same freakouts that I used to have. Now, I'm clearly in a much healthier and stable environment in my life. So that definitely plays into the positive of that. But could you imagine only 7% of the people in the world saying, oh, I can recover from PTSD? That's so low. That's so scary. That is really scary. Those numbers are horrible. They are. Yeah, no, I. but these are true numbers, y'all. These are, and if you go on, you can see, like, for instance, the next one is from mentalhelp.net. And this is saying that 53% disagree that people are caring or sympathetic to people with mental illnesses. So more than half of the people with a mental illness think that people are nice to them or cordial to them because of their mental illness. They they don't feel like they get any breaks, you know? And unless you've ever had to live with a mental illness, you have no idea how hard it is. Really? You really don't. You don't know the struggles. And I don't think you can fully understand what other people who has a mental illness is actually going through. Well, and I can tell you, and Sheena, if this at all gets too personal, I apologize and you can stop me. But, you know, Sheena shared that she w- she used to go through, like, physical symptoms. And y'all, I've been there when those have happened to her. 
And Mm -hmm. it was some of the scariest moments of my life. Like I straight thought that, you know, something like I, I think I remember telling her, like, I think you have epilepsy. (laughs) Um, and and she was like, I don't think so. (laughs) Um, but she would have these seizures and not that they would come out of nowhere because clearly there was a trigger, but they would come on so suddenly and it would be so scary. And in the moment that I would like shut down, you know, and so I could only imagine how she felt. Now, imagine that she did that. And and as she was coming back from her seizure, I was like, OK, well, that's over now. Time to do the dishes, bitch. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not, <laughs> supposed, to, I'm not supposed to use that language on the podcast, but that's the reality of it. Like that's having no compassion for something going on for someone around you says a lot about your character, not about theirs. 15% of people believe that those with mental illnesses are a burden to society. I wish the day would come (laughs) that (laughs) someone would be bold enough to say that to my face. Right. Um, Because I'm not a lot of things. I mean, I'm not... I'm not crazy. I'm not, <laughs> but I will be, I'll, I'll take that charge. I'll go in front of the judge for that. Cause I guarantee you that judge has somebody in his family with a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Everybody Somebody does. Everybody does. Yep. You know? So yeah, I don't think anyone would ever be that bold to say that to somebody. And if so, I fully give permission and will help you fight that court case. If you punch them in the throat, when they say that to you, um, Seven to eight percent of people in developed countries think that people with mental illnesses are more violent. Mm. So I can actually understand that stigma. Because I grew up with people around me, um, like in my social circle and stuff like that, that had like bipolar disorder. Um, so I can understand where that stigma would come from. Not that it's true, but I can understand where that stigma would come from. And plus a lot of people think, oh, everybody with a mental illness must be a psychopath. Everybody's not a psychopath. Everybody's not a serial killer. PTSD does not typically use lead to serial killing unless the PTSD is never dealt with. But if Sheena becomes a serial killer, I'll let y'all know live on the podcast before she starts killing people, okay? Um, so. Um, 98% of people agree that mentally ill people experience stigma and discrimination on a normal basis. of Americans believe that people with mental health conditions experience a lot of stigma and discrimination. 35% believe that they only experience some, and 13% believe they experience little to none. That's from the Addiction Centers of America. Yes. I... Have you ever had anyone discriminate against you personally, Sheena, with your disorders? Do you hear me? Okay. It looks like looks like Yang may be having a little bit of troubles. Um so we will just keep moving on for now. Um the most impacted by stigma include young people, men, minorities, people in the military, and health workers. Um, only 20% of workers feel completely comfortable talking about their mental health issues with their employers. I understand that. I do not discuss BPD with my employers. Um, I have before told a boss of mine, um, But it's not something, unless I'm really close with that person, it's not something I'm comfortable sharing because there are a lot of stigmas about people with BPD. Um, I can talk about that with employers because then they, you know, typically sometimes I've seen where they'll use that against you. 
Right. Right. And just so you know, when your um, thing was going on and off, I asked you if you personally have ever been part of or seen any discrimination towards mental illness like that you can remember. I know. I, yeah, I have seen it. I don't remember like the exact details, but I know it's out there. I am. Um... Because you get looked at differently. I've seen people look at people differently. They start to judge mm-hmm. um, just because they don't have a full understanding. So they do get to judge. Um, and I hate to see it. I really do. So I, I have been told, like, I had a guy that we dated very briefly, a couple of months. And then him and I sat down for dinner at one point and we're speaking about like what we wanted out of the future. And I said something about, you know, oh, and he, then he was like, you know, let's go to lunch tomorrow. And I was like, I, I can't, I have a therapy appointment. And he was like, oh, what do you need therapy for? And I was like, oh, well, you know, this is who I am. And, and these are my illnesses. And this is how I've been working on combating them. And that's why I can even come out to this dinner um, is because I did go to therapy last week. Um, so, and he ghosted me. Mm-hmm. Um, and never spoke to me again. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, that was the first time I dealt with any like adult discrimination. Now in high school, I was a crazy girl. I was the girl that everybody talked about that attempted to take her own life. Um, I was the girl that everyone kind of made fun of. I was in a resource class through high school. Um, I was on an IEP um, because I was angry and sad and I didn't understand how to fix what was going on in my brain. Um So I was the person that was kind of like shunned and pushed away and discriminated against, which is why when Sheena came to me and was like, hey, I want to do this. I was like, yes, I'm in 100%. Um, And I will, when with those Saturdays, I want to make it very clear that they will be more run by Yang. She will be kind of taking over a lot of that information. The only thing I'll really be bringing to the table or talking about is any opinions that she wants from me. And then I'll help with like the symptoms and support groups because I have a lot of that information already saved in my, in my computer. Um, That'd be amazing. Because it's, and I know so many people with mental illnesses, guys, like there's so many things out there that you don't even realize that people live with, you know? Um, and also if you have a mental illness and I want to put this out there now that we're kind of right at the end and please excuse my dog, if y'all can see her, I don't know if y'all can see her on the camera, but she's trying to move my chair. Um, but if you have a mental illness of a certain kind and you are willing to openly speak about the symptoms and how you started to realize you had it or how you found out, if you're willing to do that, please reach out to us. Because we would love to have you on to speak a little bit about that at the beginning of that particular time. We will be doing multiple different mental illnesses. So please reach out to us. We would be glad to have you as a guest. And we'll go ahead and send you a yin-yang bracelet via the mail if you decide to be part of our little podcast so that we can go ahead you know and and compensate you somehow for taking the time out to do that with us so if you run into questions if you have problems about mental illness please please reach out to us sorry y'all my dog is very actively trying to take my shoes now um so we're gonna just ignore her um (laughs) i i think that she I think that she doesn't understand that it's podcast time because typically my significant other hides her in the other room. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's dog sitting for my mom. And it's only, you know, eight o'clock. Well, almost nine o'clock now. And she's used to this happening at 11 o'clock at night. So I don't think she understands what's going on. I think she thinks I'm just working. And if I'm just working at home, I'll usually go play with her when she does stuff like that. Um, So anyways, is there anything that... I, well, I don't want to say is there anything. Sheena, I really, really want to know what you would like to add to 
our podcast tonight to help people with our future podcasts. If there's any information besides making sure they get out there and join Self Love Club and My Stable Mind. Yes, like I mean, definitely um, join and follow the pages so they can be abreast to all the new changes that's coming and the new uh, events. That's what I want to kind of touch on. It will be um, launching this year a learning center um, sponsored by My Stable Mind. And during in that learning center, you will be um, some um, self-paid courses, some um, um, coaching, group coaching sessions um, on personal development, uh, self-love, setting healthy boundaries, going to have different events and workshops um, coming soon. Also, some tailored coaching programs for one-on-one sessions. Uh, coming soon to my stable mind as well so we're going to be out there there's going to be some resources helping um during the in the workshop i mean in the learning center we're going to have um free and paid workshops so um there will be something for everyone to um learn more about personal development you know setting those healthy boundaries having uh, self-love building self-esteem building that self-confidence setting goals personal goals that you want to reach um even like um, I will be sharing like my fitness journey, you know, as part of my self-love journey. Um, so helping out that is that's part of your goal. Um, I will have some share my experiences uh, to help others, you know, motivate them uh, to reach their goals. So there's going to be a lot of um, different events and workshops going on that they can uh, make sure they follow so they can be abreast to all of that that's coming this year. Okay, awesome. Awesome. And that's some really good information. Now, there are two things that I definitely want to share before we wrap up. If you or anyone you know is thinking about doing something, and I don't want to say dumb, because when you're going through it, nothing sounds dumb. Um, But thinking about doing something um, that to harm yourself or to harm someone else. I want you to make sure you reach out to the suicide hotline. Um, And, you know, a lot of times they used to say, call 911, da-da-da. Remember, if you need to talk to someone, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is is now dialing 988. That's all you got to do, three numbers. Instead of 911, you dial 988 and you reach out. And I beg that you do that or you reach out to me and on our page before you do something that you cannot take back. Because although at the moment, and I get it because I've been there, I've been there multiple times. Before you do something that you can't take back, reach out because whatever situation you are in, you can get out of. There is a light. You just have to find it. And if you can't find it, then you have to make it. And that's something that I had to learn. You know, I couldn't find the light at the end of the tunnel because the things that I I went through were so devastating to me um, that I didn't know where that light would ever be. So I made that light. You know, it's okay to make that light. It's okay to push that issue. Um. So 988 is all you have to dial. Um, And then just so you know, you know, there are multiple people that have asked, you know, do they do this? Do they do that? 988 does record the phone call. But HIPAA HIPAA law stops them from sending that information or providing that phone call to anyone without your permission unless you are going to hurt someone else. So if you are in that moment and you need someone to talk to, you call that line and you speak with someone. Um, The statistics on suicide rates are so high. Um, Even already this year. Um, And I, I actually just pulled it up because I was, I was curious. Um, And by state, they're actually really, really high. And you can see these kind of numbers on 
the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, like the CDC. Um, and that's why I kind of pulled it up just to take a look. But when I say hi, I mean, in 2021, there was 100,000. In 2022, there's 118,000. In 2023, there's 129,000. In 2024, there's already over 5,000. And we are six days in, y'all. Suicide prevention exists and suicide is real. So be careful what you say to people, how you treat people. And remember to be kind because you never know what someone else is going through. Besides that, I would like everyone to have the most wonderful week that they can have. Be as productive and as organized as you can because it's a new year and a new you and you're going to get it done. It's the sixth day into the year. I would also like to know how many people have already broken their I'm going to go to the gym every day New Year's resolution. <laughs> I didn't um, even say it. <laughs> I didn't even say it. <laughs> um, because I know everybody has. Um, because there's no way to go every day, y'all. Stop making unrealistic goals. Um but I do want y'all to have a great week. We would love to see y'all on morning coffee next Saturday morning and definitely next Saturday night on Yin Yang the podcast. Keep watching the page so that you're able to see me post everything that I'm going to post so you can get in touch with Sheena for Self Love Club um, and all of her contact info. Also, keep in watching the page. You can find out the topic for next week. We love y'all. We will see y'all next week. Thank you for turning in, tuning in to the intro for season two. Bye. Bye.